Hello, hello, and welcome back to Leading Women in Tech. How are you doing, my friend? I hope September is treating you well. I've been in quite a lot of reflection uh, in the last week or so, which is normal for this time of year. I think September is like a, almost like a new year for me. Growing up in England, although I'm Scottish and born in Scotland, I went to school in England, um, and the school year in England starts in September. The university year in most of the Northern Hemisphere starts in September as well. Mine did um, in Edinburgh. So for most of my life, September has felt like a, a new start, a new beginning, a bit of newness going on, right? And so it's kind of natural that we all fall into this reflection piece. This year has been even more poignant than, than normal, I think, for many reasons. I think the, the Northern Hemisphere, a lot of it is now getting well vaccinated. There's a lot of talk of us coming out of COVID, although the world isn't coming out of COVID yet. Some countries are certainly seeing a bit of a turn. I think that's adding a different flavor. And the other thing is, um, a few days ago was my cousin's birthday. Um, this amazing woman died a few years ago, though. Um, it's a long story. It's a heartbreaking story. Um, it, it caused me a little bit of extra reflection this year because this year, in a not very many days' time, I'm going to be the same age that she was when she died. And for the, that just has added this additional level of now is the time. Now you never know what's going to happen. You never know how much time is left for each of us on this planet. What's what you're going to wake up to tomorrow? And I mean, I've had that level of intentionality about my life and living for now without ignoring the future. I think that's a dangerous thing too, but really living the now for a number of years. But this year, there's an extra added level of poignancy to it for me, at least. And especially with what COVID's, you know, with what's going on with COVID, it just, it feels like a, a time for us to reflect a little bit more. And then... I'm going to take us a little bit political today. I don't often do this on the show. And, you know, and not everybody's going to like what I'm going to say, but hey, that's how it is around here. Some of us are very, very affected, and especially those in the US. Some people are very affected by the fact that last week, the US Supreme Court upheld, well, I don't want to use the wrong legal language, I'm not in the US, but upheld a bit of legislation in Texas that has made it incredibly difficult for women to access abortions. I just say it's political. Um, I am pro-abortion. I am pro-choice, whatever language you want to use. I truly believe that women need to have a choice. If you don't like that, I respect that, <laughs> but that's who I am. Um, and what really, really concerns me greatly about what's going on in, in the US right now is the majority of the US population in opinion polls disagree with this. The Constitution disagrees with it. And actually, it's interesting if you read the judgments that have come out from the Supreme Court, there's been an, an official disagreement. I can't think what the of proper language is, as I said, not in the US, definitely not a legal person. <laughs> Uh, and some of the people on the other side, uh, the Supreme Court judges who were on the other side of the decision have actually written a piece about how fundamentally wrong this is. And it really, it brings a level of sadness to my heart. Um, and I think as we go into the final four months of the year, I feel like my mission to up-level women is even more important than it has ever been. Women need to be represented across the world. 
women need to have a voice in all decisions. Now, I'm not saying that women haven't made decisions in certain ways, and there are female Supreme Court judges who sided with keeping this law in Texas, but women have to be heard. The idea to me that a man who is abusing his wife can report her for an abortion and get $10,000 and he doesn't even get a jail sentence is mind-boggling to me. We live in a patriarchy. And part of what I do, part of my mission in life is for us to upend that patriarchy. You know what? It is better for men too. The people that work in organizations where it is less patriarchal are happier across the board, irrespective of their gender. And so I'm just really dialed into my mission this week. I do want to share with you some good stuff that's happening though, because I think sometimes it can feel drowning. And certainly sometimes I have this time where I'm like, oh my gosh, is there anything good going on in the world? The same day that I saw that terrifying judgment from the US Supreme Court, I also saw that India has appointed three female judges to their Supreme Court, the most in history. There are wins out there for us ladies. There absolutely are. There is more support than ever around trans rights movements. Uh, the Scottish government where I live is talking about really up-leveling trans rights. They've been kind of sitting on the back burner for that for a while because it's, it's divided us as a country, apparently, if you've been listening to social media. <laughs> and I, I just, everybody has the right to exist as they are. Everybody should have the right to show up and be fully included as they are. And that's one of the reasons I do what I do. So having just shared all that story with you, what I really want to do today is give you some perspective. I had a different episode slated for this week in September, but instead today, I want to use this episode to help you look forward with more optimism. Because as you can see from what I've just shared with you, there's a lot of good reasons to be pessimistic, to be down, depressed, whatever words you want to use for it. And it would have been very easy for me five years ago to have been in that place, to allow what's going on in the world, or to me personally, to have put me in a very, very negative space. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. I'm your host, Tony Collis, tech leadership coach, strategist, and coffee lover. And in each episode, I share my best insights designed to make your success not just simple, but inevitable. Whether you're on the way to the C-suite, an emerging leader, or a budding entrepreneur, this is the podcast you need to become a lit-up leader and turn your tech passion into a career you love. These days, I'm able to see all that. I'm able to grieve and mourn. Uh, I certainly had a bit of a cry last week on my cousin's birthday. <laughs> but I'm also able to look forward with optimism and use those, those announcements, those stories, those feelings, that negativity to catapult me forward towards optimism. And I want to share with you today how to do that. It's a fundamental foundation to great leadership, in fact, using this ability to turn what's going on, to give you that ammunition to look forwards, but look forwards with optimism. Because if we only look forwards with pessimism, which is very easy to do, I think it's kind of the natural human condition, actually. It makes it a lot harder for us to see where opportunities are, for us to inspire those around us and to actually create the change, which is what we want to be doing. So I look at what I've seen in the last week, 
I look at how my heart has broken a little bit once again. And I think to myself, you know what? It's time to move forwards. It's time to move forwards with optimism and to make it better from now, from today. And I do that regularly with myself, by the way. I regularly do a little bit of a reset and like, right, today, forwards, upwards, from here. And so I want to I wanna really share that with you. Before we dig in, though, I want to tell you a little bit about what's going on in my 30-day leadership challenge, which is going on over on my Slack space. I have these most extraordinary women sharing what they're doing, how they're up-leveling, We've already talked about the three core pillars of leadership and doing a bit of self-assessment around that. And we're now starting to dig into strategy and communication. And I'm just so excited for what is happening over there. So if you would like to be involved in that, it's completely free. Throughout the month of September, every day in Slack, I'm giving you a mini training on how to up-level your leadership. That's it. It's that simple. And if you miss a day because, hey, it's a weekend, right? I'm guessing to, that on Monday, the day before this goes out, because a lot of the US is on holiday, then I'm guessing that not many people are going to engage. And that is totally cool. You can play catch up. So even though we're a few days into September, if that sounds like something you would like to be participating in, I would welcome you with open arms. Head to tonycollis.com forward slash challenge. Link is in the show notes get yourself signed up because holy heck, this stuff is good. And I also actually, one of the other reasons I'm feeling quite optimistic is over the last two weeks, I've been onboarding a whole load of women into some new masterminds, group coaching. And oh my God, these women are just so inspiring. I, that what they're sharing, how they're growing. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in sharing wins. We do this all the time. And We've had wins from the big things like getting a new job offer, which is a good pay rise, promotions, all those sort of things, down to what I view as the core fundamental wins that we need to spend more time focusing on because these are the foundation pieces, again, that allow us to get those big, shiny wins. But we've had things like people celebrating having a whole weekend to themselves, finding space to have time to themselves, even though they've got three kids running around at home. And... Uh, just self-care in general is a big one to me. I have um, one of the members of my Little Bleacher Academy who is celebrating getting over the emotional hurdle of sending out some serious emails to her leadership. Um, for her, that was a big block. And I think sometimes if we celebrate these things, which it'd be very easy to be like, I don't know why that, why is something I would celebrate, but it was an emotional hurdle for you. Just acknowledging that you're celebrating it is such an amazing thing for our brains to look forward with optimism, which is kind of one of the reasons I wanted to mention it, because as we're going to dig in today. We're talking about optimism. It's just so important. So I encourage you, go celebrate your wins more. If I've learned anything from having these mastermind groups starting in the last couple of weeks, it's that the more we celebrate with each other, the more we lift each other up. And you know what? When women lift each other up, we do extraordinary things. So go celebrate more. But... Let's dig in to some steps. You can take, you've got five steps here today <laughs> to move forward with more optimism. So here are your five steps. Step number one, set yourself a vision. Yes, really. I know you're like, why do I need a vision? Why do I need a personal vision? My business has a vision. I need you to have a vision. I want you to be big, bold, and crazy. I want you to be terrified by your ambition. I was having an interesting chat with one of my one-on-one -on -one clients recently 
about how she was scared of her own ambition. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're with you. <laughs> Sometimes we can look at it and be like, oh my, holy heck, how am I going to ever do that? And it can get a little bit intimidating and that's okay. But what I really want you to do is set yourself that big, bold vision. And it can be anything. It can be from, you know, my vision changed the face of the technology industry. Yes, it is that big. I have some details in there, but ultimately... I'm on a mission to make the tech industry more inclusive. I might be a one-woman band, but I'm not. I have an amazing team behind me, and I have the most extraordinary women working with me who are actually the thing that's going to do that. And I'm doing it through up-leveling these women by giving them the tools and techniques that they need in order to show up as the amazing women that they are, right? Have a big, bold vision. Like, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to invent something? I don't care if you're like, I don't know how to invent that. If that's what excites you, put it down as your vision statement. Get intimidated by it. Be optimistic. Be outlandish. Say something. You don't have to share this with anybody, by the way. So put something in there that you know would irritate the hell out of somebody, right? Just do it. When I first started talking about changing the world and getting more women and senior leadership, I know I was irritating some people. Luckily, given my mission, like it's not socially acceptable normally for people to come out and be like, oh, I disagree with that. Some people do. <laughs> Although the uh, more widely spread my mission is being shared, like the more people like to jump on the negative bandwagon. But yeah, it's not the kind of thing people come up to me in the street and say like, oh my gosh, how dare you? Because it's not socially acceptable anymore. It would have been 100 years ago. It would have been 50 years ago. Actually, probably 20. I'm very lucky that I'm in this age, right? But I don't care if it's going to upset people. Give yourself a scary mission, lady. You deserve it. Say you're going to be a CEO one day, a CTO, even though right now you're an IC. I don't care. Tell the world, well, don't tell the world, but tell yourself that you're going to write that book on whatever it is you want to write that book on. You're going to invent something. You're, I don't care what it is. Maybe your ultimate vision is to make a truckload of money and settle down with a family, pay for all your kids and your grandkids to go through college. Whatever it is, it has to be something that your soul is like, holy heck, if that is what I did, I would be so amazed. That's what I want. I want a vision that scares you and simultaneously excites the heck out of you. How's that sound? <laughs> so that's the first step. Write yourself a vision. You can keep it completely private. You don't have to tell a soul. You can tell a partner. Hey, tell a coach. I'm here for all of your visions, people. Like, in fact, if you want to, send me a private message on LinkedIn or Facebook or with your vision. I would love to know. I would be honored to be the person that you share that with. Make it big, bold, and scary. In fact, if it doesn't scare you just a little bit, then maybe it's not big enough. Some people don't get scared. Other people get terrified by the small things. So, you, you know, use your own judgment here. If nothing really scares you, then great. But if you kind of tend to get a bit intimidated and that vision doesn't intimidate you, you know you need to push a little bit further, right? It should feel a little bit unachievable. I have no idea how I'm going to change the tech industry. Like, other than like the baby steps I'm taking. But like my vision is to fundamentally change it in my lifetime. And I'm like, well, my current rate of working with women isn't going to do that. <laughs> That's okay. My vision should be bigger and bolder than anything I can possibly do right now. Because it's pushing me forwards all the time. And I always come back to it and center on it. And ask myself, is what I'm doing now on that road? It doesn't have to be solving the problem, but is it on that road? If it's not, then 
I know I'm not necessarily fully aligned with what I'm doing right now. And it helps me center on that. And it really helps me move away from pessimism because sometimes I feel like we end up in the pessimistic mode because we're not fully aligned with what we're doing. If what you're doing right now is clearly on a road to achieving that vision, even though it's one tiny, tiny step along the way. So maybe you want to be a CEO of your own business. Right now you're in IC, but maybe you're in IC in the field that you want to be a CEO in, or you're gaining some core experience and you're like, okay, cool, cool. I'm on this road. It allows you to have that perspective and step into optimism. So it's so incredibly important. Set yourself a big, bold, crazy, optimistic, and outlandish vision. Put it somewhere front and center that you can see it every single day. And if you feel able to, come share it with me. (laughs) Step number two. Now that you have that vision, I want you to look for resistance around this. Your doubts, your anxiety, your resistance, the things that tell you, oh gosh, no. This is really important. And I think most of us do not do this enough. And it's one of the reasons I wanted that vision to be a little bit scary. Because if you can figure out where your resistance is coming from, you can do something about it. But if we just kind of sat with a, I'm doing this, but I don't really know why, and there's resistance, you won't even know there's resistance. You'll just not take action on something. So I want you to sit with that vision. Potentially do this like half an hour after you've done your vision. Don't do it immediately after because I want you to remain optimistic for at least five, 10 minutes. Get yourself a cup of tea, coffee, whatever is your favorite. Hey, zero judgment if you go straight for a nice cocktail. I'm a cocktail girl myself. Um, (laughs) zero judgment totally get yourself a drink have a drink settle down then pull out your vision again and say to yourself what is scary where where does my brain go to doubts and say to me I can't do that why would I dare dream I could do that how dare I think I can take that on where's your brain go oh my gosh I can't because I'm so too stupid I don't know all these things. I'll never get there because ABC people, my brain, my intelligence, my career path so far, my education, I don't care what it is. Let's understand that resistance. Because by the way, none of those things are legit. We're going to come to that in a minute. But we all have doubts. We all have anxiety. We all put up obstacles, real or otherwise, as to why we can't achieve something. The tactic I want you to develop, and actually this applies to almost all your leadership activities, is to recognize that's what's going on rather than just be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just going to move on because that's uncomfortable. I want you to face them head on, which actually brings me to step number three. Face those doubts, those resistances head on. Now you've cataloged them, hopefully written them down somewhere. The thing that most of us don't do is we don't face them head on. We push them away. When we push them away like that, we actually don't get rid of them. So one of two things happen when we push things away. We, we, we kind of just, our brain sort of like put them into a corner of our brain. <laughs> it's akin to having it in one corner of the room and we turn and look at the other corner of the room, but it's still there. It's still this shadow that your brain is fully aware of and is upsetting and unsettling. And sometimes we'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. If you are lying awake at night anxious, which I know is one of the reasons why women, well, certainly the women I work with, it's probably not unique to women, but hey, (laughs) but certainly some of the women I've worked with, one of the reasons they resist putting together a vision is because they know they're going to be anxious at night thinking about it, right? The reason that it's anxious thinking about it, why this might apply to you, 
is because they're not dealing with it. So I want you to face those things head on. I want you to look at them. I want you to sit with it. I want you to be uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable, you haven't identified true anxiety, resistance, doubts. And if that's the case and you really can't find it, your vision's not big enough. Okay. (laughs) I know I'm being really annoying here. Even I have anxieties and doubts. I just process them super quickly now. So they don't really stay as anxieties and doubts. They're like fleeting now because I have this ability to process them, which is really what I'm talking you through today. So bring them to you. Do not be tempted to turn the television on, to scroll through social media, turn off your phone, just have a piece of paper or your screen in front of you, but make sure you don't click away from this list of doubts. I want you to sit there. I want you to be uncomfortable for at least five whole minutes. Ask somebody to go and take care of the kids if you need to. Go and sit in the park, but stop allowing yourself to be distracted. Don't buffer, right? A lot of coaches will use the word buffering. And that's when we are talking about, you know, you click away and and do something else, or you go and do some laundry because you just don't want to focus on this thing in front of you that's uncomfortable, right? That's buffering. I want you to deliberately say to yourself, I'm going to face this head on. Be uncomfortable for five whole minutes. That's all I'm asking, five minutes. And then step four, I want you to take each of these things one at a time, and I want you to choose to think about them differently. I want you to take one item on your list of anxieties and doubts. I want you to write it on the top of a piece of paper. And I want you to work through, like, why is this bothering me? Why am I upset? What do I think might happen? Worst case scenario, am I going to get fired? Is somebody not going to love me anymore? What am I afraid of happening? Actually work through that. And I want you to work through all the things. That's When I say choose to think about differently, I mean, I want you to dive in to this. I want you to actually think about it. And rather than just being like, oh my goodness me, this is uncomfortable. I want you to figure out exactly what about it is uncomfortable. And a lot of the time when we face that, we realize our brains have turned this into a whole big thing. And a lot of it boils down to we're worried about upsetting somebody. We're worried about somebody firing us or, you know, losing money, or something like this. And those are all legit fears. But we have to face them head on in order to actually know what's going on. Another one that happens is when we, I I will say to some of my clients, well, you get to choose how you think about this. You get to choose that you're excited about this or that you're dreading it. And they're like, no, 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 I don't get to choose. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do, actually. (laughs) Which brings me to step five, the art of conscious reframing. Once you have those doubts fully laid out, I want you to choose to think differently. And to some extent, you'll have started this in step number four. You will have seen all the issues that are really going on. And then you might have got to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let go of that. So for example, if one of the things you've figured out that you're worried about is that you're going to have to network more to achieve your vision, right? So we're getting into the weeds here. Sometimes that's where our brain takes us. And you, as part of your doubts, you're like, well, I don't like networking. I find it hard. I find it uncomfortable. I'm worried about people are going to say to me, it always goes wrong, all this sort of thing. That it always goes wrong. Let's start with that, shall we? The art of conscious reframing is literally going to be going, I'm going to choose to assume that this is always going to go right. I know that's really irritating, right? I'm like, I'm just going to choose to think differently about this. And when, when a coach says something like, you get to choose, and it's true, you do, like our thoughts are the one thing we have complete control over, even though we think we don't. What you're actually doing 
with the art of conscious reframing is you are interrupting your brain when it says, oh, no, no, I'm scared, I'm worried, whatever it is, that anxiety, emotion, that feeling. And you say, thanks, brain, but actually, I'm excited about this. Thanks, brain, but actually, I know this is going to go well. And you literally interrupt that negative thought and consciously choose to replace it with a positive thought. Now, you're going to have to do this a number of times before your brain starts to actually believe it. The first five times, it's going to hit what my coach calls the BS filter, (laughs) right? And your brain goes, no, no, thank you. But if you do it five, ten times, believe me, I've done this so much. You're essentially brainwashing yourself into thinking more optimistically. And before you say, oh my gosh, that's a terrible thing. We don't want to do brainwashing. That is exactly what you're doing to yourself all the time anyway. But society has trained as well. Actually, I'm not sure if we know if it's nature or nurture. But we are trained to think about the negatives because it keeps us safe. It stops us moving out of our comfort zone and all those sorts of things, right? It's about keeping us where we are because in general, that keeps us safe and stops us being eaten by lions, (laughs) not very helpful in 2021 or beyond. And so what I want you to actually think about doing is brainwashing yourself. Yes, I'm going to use that phrase again, to think about growth, to think differently, to think, well, more optimistically. That really starts with the process of identifying this negative thought, understanding where it's coming from, like what am I actually truly afraid of, then interrupting it, saying, ah, thanks brain, but no thanks. And then telling your brain how you want to think about that. After a while, you'll get much quicker at realizing your brain is spiraling, interrupting it, pausing, and then bringing in that art of conscious reframing. You do that enough, your brain will think differently. I'm not kidding. (laughs) When I first came across this, I was like, this is totally woo. How could this possibly work? I have parents who are psychologists, so I want to talk to them about it, and they're like, no, no, this is actually how the brain works. This is the thing. Which is why when we read the news and it's all negative, we all feel so negative all the time. It's one of the reasons why I'm very careful about how much news I absorb. I don't watch the television news anymore. I only read the news now. And every now and then I have to go on a bit of a news diet because our brains are just filled with all this negativity. And you know, we walk around feeling really, really negative. And as much as there is a lot of bad things on the planet, there are a lot of things that desperately need our attention as the human race for us to fix. And we shouldn't ignore that. At the same time, if we are spending all of our emotional energy focused on how bad the situation is, nobody's going to change anything. So you have to have this balance of, yes, the situation is bad and we need to do something, but I'm optimistic that I can do something. And that's really what these five steps are about. Set your vision, be bold, be crazy, be optimistic, be outlandish, be a little bit intimidated by it, my love. Then look for that resistance and identify those doubts, those anxieties and the resistance that's underpinning them. Face it head on so you can really drill down and understand where that anxiety is coming from. Do not buffer. Then one at a time, choose to think about each thing differently. And then finally, practice the art of conscious reframing by noticing interrupting and reframing. And that's it. I mean, I say that's it, like it's just a magic one. This is something I do all day, every day. I mean, I don't even have to think about it now. And I was like, oh gosh, I need to talk about this on the on the podcast. I had to break down, like, what do I actually do? Because I've been doing this for so long now. It's why I have such an optimistic outlook on life, despite how crazy the world is, despite my heart breaking a little bit last week. 
we all need to embrace a little bit more optimism because that is how we move forward. If we spend all our time in pessimism, it can move us forward a little bit, but in general, you're never going to move forwards as fast as you can. And I'm about moving you forwards faster because forwards faster is actually where the extraordinary stuff happens. And it's not where burnout happens. Burnout often happens when we're not moving forwards fast enough. And we're working really, really crazy hard, which is why, you know, burnout's associated with working crazy long hours. But it's actually because you're not moving forwards fast enough towards the things that give you the most light and the most joy. And so this is one of those core foundational principles. These five steps to being more optimistic are such an important principle that's going to help you move forwards faster. And ultimately, right, actually just be a happier human. Who doesn't want to be a happier person? There's a lot of stuff out there that's negative and I could spend all day talking to you about all the things that I wish were better in the world. But ultimately, I'm still a happy person and I want that for you too. Because life is just easier that way. And when life is easy, you can do extraordinary things. You can achieve those amazing miracles that are in your vision. They're like, I have no idea how I'm going to get there. Believe me, you can. So I would love for you to practice these five steps to move forward into more optimism. I want you to embed this in September. If you do nothing else this September, let's do that. (laughs) Okay. And as I said, I would be honored if you would share your vision with me. You can message me on any of the platforms I'm on or drop me an email to support at tonycollis.com. But share your vision with somebody who's going to keep it safe for you. And just, you know, be by sharing it, you're actually saying, I'm going to do this one day. It should be uncomfortable, right? But let's all do that, right? <laughs> all right, that's it for today's episode. As I mentioned, if you would like to join in my 30-day free leadership challenge, head over to tonycollis.com forward slash challenge. I would be delighted to welcome you into the cohort that's going through it right now. I mean, we're having a truckload of fun, so come on over and join us. But until next time, remember my love, stay in your tech leadership game, follow your dreams because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Woman in Tech podcast.